ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Broadcasting from Insights, the Ceridian slash Dayforce user conference. I say slash because Ceridian is rebranding to Dayforce in January. They've got their logo up, looks gorgeous, and a lot of excitement here at Insights. I think I've been to 12 or 13 Insights, so wow. this is by far the best one. You can just tell. That's good to you. Yeah, no, it's, you can just, I've been to a lot of user conferences, but I've been to a lot of Insights in particular, and it's, you, you can just tell. Yeah. There's just an energy about the product. The ecosystem over there is just blowing up. It's just, you it's can tell. True. You can just tell. Next level. Yeah, in fact, we've talked to a couple of executives. I'm like, it feels like a startup. A really well-funded startup. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> 9,000 plus employees startup. It's the kind of startup you want to be in. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's the startup you want to be in. Um, do us a favor and introduce yourself. Sure. Over. I'm Brian Don. Uh, I run the APJ region for Ceridi, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Davos. Uh, as happened. We're going to use them as synonyms. We're going to go exactly. back and forth. And it's just, a, it's a part of it. Exactly. exactly. It's not official till January. That's but, right. That's right. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I run the Asia Pacific Japan region. Um, that's a fairly extensive bit, yeah. of, bit of market there. Uh, um, and, and if you say it fast, it sounds like one place. Oh yeah. 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 But it's blowing up. Yeah. I mean, it is the most exciting space. I think everywhere. I mean, like Latin America's got, got some cool stuff going on too, yeah. but your area is just yeah, that's booming, huge. booming. And, and, and we have such an opportunity because we have scale already there. Right. So we're 2,700 people in the region. Wow. So it's, it's a big team we've got there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we're over 1,500 customers. So um, I didn't know that. We're, we're already of a large scale. Now, some of that was born out of acquisition. Right, right, right. And, and we're bringing those customers on the journey today for us. Right. Quite a lot are already there. Right. But uh, but that's the challenge ahead, and it's an exciting one. Uh, so what what's similar or different about the region itself? Because I mean, we we say it really quickly, like you said, you know, Asia Pacific, APAC, this yep. like. But you know what? Just the differences between Australia and New Zealand, yeah, are like a huge Venus and Mars. Yes. So like you yeah. know, Singapore versus you know Japan. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the same place. Yeah. So it's this maturity. That, mm. And it's a big scale of maturity across right. the region. Uh, you look at Australia, New Zealand, it's a very mature market. Everybody's been through some evolution of HCM product. Right. Um, everybody's tried and failed with some sort of right. and, uh, <laughs> and And so, uh, you know, it's a different kind of challenge. Uh, people are, are grappling with the innovation challenge. Um, they're also grappling in Australia, New Zealand, a lot with a compliance challenge. Yep. So you would have heard a lot of that. Because the businesses are global now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, in ANZ, those two markets specifically are some of the most highly regulated when it comes to labor laws. I didn't know that. Uh, hugely regulated. Really? Uh, yeah, to the point of... I thought Germany and France had that, had that, had that lockdown, uh, but no? We reckon we're number one. Everyone likes to be special, right? But, yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Especially but, German and French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but truly, it's super complex. And um, to the point that... A new, a new term has been coined over there called wage theft. And, and that's front, front page news. And that's effectively the underpayment of employees in that market. And lots and lots of companies are being caught out with this and slapped with big fines. Oh, yeah. As they should be. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. <laughs> fair. Yeah. It's, so, so that setting is fairly high risk. Right. If you don't get it right. And, right. And so there's a lot of investment going in around compliance and staying compliant. And, it's not a bad thing. 
No. I mean, that's not a bad thing. I mean, compliance gets a kind of a, people look down on compliance sometimes here in the States. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Compliance makes the world go round. Like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with compliance. Yeah. It's, you got to get it right. That's right. I remember years ago, I was at an analyst event for Ceridian, and David opened up all the payroll libraries for North America, oh, yeah. just right in front of us. Like just, oh, here's a payroll. In case you're curious, where pulled up all the payroll libraries. We're all staring at it. It's so complex. He's like, let's just look at, you know, Seattle. Yeah. The municipality of Seattle. Okay, like, let's say that they change their minimum wage. How do you keep track of that? Like, you know, and he was just having fun. He, like, he loves it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he loves that complexity. He does. And it's grounded. The product is grounded. In all of that. Yes. And, um, and so... So that's a big wave of growth in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, for sure, there's a lot of modernization and you know innovation coming in, and everyone wants that. But the fact that we can offer that all in one, you know, right. payroll compliance in your payroll plus HCM innovation is really do, attractive. Do you have wallet? Do we have wallet there yet? Oh yeah, that's the next market yeah. to launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're planning to launch it next year. Oh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah, it's gonna be very cool. It's gonna be very cool. So it's gonna help people recruit, retain the whole bit. Yeah. So that'll be Australia. Yep. And then we'll go from there. But uh, the challenges in, the, in, in other parts of Asia Pacific can be very different. Right. Uh, a lot of people haven't gone through any wave of HCM transformation. Right. You know, they haven't reimagined their processes. They've got a large scale workforce and they used to solve that problem by just throwing uh, more people at the problem. Right. Uh, right. These days, everyone's in a cost game, everyone's trying to optimize. And, uh, and right. so there's opportunity in that as well. It's fascinating to me because again, you can you can deal with the different prospects or customers in different ways. Yes. Right. So it's like the people that have been through the maturity, they're maybe switching out. Uh, this is like the third or fourth different iteration of yeah. trying to get it right. Yeah. And they're there at a different place, and it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is actually going. This is actually transformational. This is actually going to do the things that it said it was going to do. Yeah. That we failed with before. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We've already got a laundry list of how we were lied to before, and you know. This one actually does what it says it does. Plus, it has customers. Yes. It's crazy. But selling to a, like an audience in the Philippines or Vietnam yep. or something yep. like that, I can see that being... It's a different challenge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a, you really got to educate about what's possible. Right. And how you should get there. Um, and that's where our partner networks is super strong. Has to be. Uh, is that your localization in yeah. terms of... Having is you instead of you going in there, it's, it's people that are in Vietnam that are Vietnamese going in there and saying, "Okay, we got this, this, that." You know, yeah, yeah. Because how you implement the product is mm. different in each market, right? right. Um, you know, different fields that you need to capture for different benefits, etc. Yeah. And back to the compliance, the compliance itself. Yeah, yeah. So, different countries, different rules. Yeah. So selling pan Asia pack, you know. You need to be local in each market, like you right. say. So right. we, tr we try and cluster countries, right? So that we have people that understand those countries and they can go deep with right. those customers. It seems in my travels, it seems that Singapore, yep, is a bit more advanced. Yes, like they kind of get it faster. I don't know if that's part of their DNA or whatever, or maybe it's just my uh, observation. It absolutely, is the innovation nation is what they like to call themselves. Aye, um, okay, and, oh. and they push the boundaries and everything, and that's where our Asia. Asia HQ is in Singapore. Right. Yeah. So that's that's big, nice because you can actually then center your location. It's like, okay, we can meet a lot, a lot of different folks in one spot. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Now, what are the lines of demarcation? Uh, where's, is, where does India fall? Does India fall within yours? Yes. or I? Yeah. So Asia Pac starts with India and uh -huh. finishes with New Zealand. Okay. Uh, got, it. So, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So you get Fiji. 
That's yeah, nice. We got and Bali. Fiji, yeah. You got Bali and Fiji. We haven't got anybody in uh, Fiji yet, but I've got Indonesian customers. I'm going to need you to get a customer in Fiji. <laughs> if you could just uh, if you could I, just kind of work that out, that'd be I, great. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> got to go to Fiji. I, you know, it's, exactly. it's a customer. I, I, I don't even want to go. I actually think we've got, so we've got uh, a core Asia Pacific. I'm right. pretty sure they will have properties in Fiji. Done. That I need to visit. So you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. You just have to. Yeah. Um, so... I guess the thing is, is the thing that I've seen and the things I've talked to a couple of executives about is like last year, there wasn't as much energy around global yep. from an outsider's perspective, right? I know that y'all have been doing a lot of great work, but through the whole year, I've just been hearing your name over and over and over and it's over. It's nice to know. <laughs> and, and it's like, that's not how I had you positioned. And so it was great because yep. it's like, I like learning that because people ask me those types of questions all the time. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah they're doing great work. And also the second theme is the uh, the ecosystem that's been built yeah. around the product. Yes. Right? Is actually really fascinating too. Yes. So what is what are your customers and prospects? What are they getting turned on by? Uh like you say, ecosystem when it comes to delivery on the right. par- partner side, we've got the most scaled partner ecosystem going. Hundred percent. Um, so that's been really pleasing to me because that fuels your growth. Once you start to get partners right. uh, plugged into the base level of what you're doing, um, then they start to take the products in different places and they can bring other services to customers that we don't offer. Uh, and that makes it much more sticky and successful. I, I talked to a couple of your partners yesterday in some of the SIs and, and consulting firms. And what I love about the partnerships that y'all have brokered already is they can bring you into deals. Yes. Right? So that's they can- That's happening now. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's when you start to see the real scale. 100%. Because, because you can do so much on your own. Right, right. There's only so many calls you can make. There's only so many emails that you can send out. All that stuff It's finite, right? When yeah. EY or when PwC is bringing you into deals, yep. like, okay, we've, we've turned the corner here. That, that's when it really takes off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what is, uh, what's your kind of your favorite line with, 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 with prospects like, especially the folks that haven't been through a transformation, yep. how do you gauge where they are in the maturity curve? I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like, yeah. you know that these two markets are more mature just yes. because of time, but... There's, there's pockets within there where you've got... That's right, that's right. You've got... It, it comes down to the, the team you're dealing with and the individuals and, you know, how set up they are to consume the transformation within their business. And... You can gauge that by just going and talking to a bunch of the stakeholders and, right. and, and figuring out what they think they're going to get out of it. Ah. Uh, and that way, you know, they'll either articulate to you very well, you know, what the benefits are going to be, or or it's the opposite. You're educating them, and, right. and then, then you know where you're going to land pretty much. That's right. That's right. And probably they can't bite off everything sometimes. Yeah. Maybe it's just you go in straight with payroll. And core, yeah. and it's like you know what we'll That's do right. talent next year or the two years after that. Let's 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 get you right with ball. That's true. Payroll, um, and probably in the enterprise space, we're doing a lot more of that. You know, two legs of the stool. Right, right, right. Uh, in the mid market in Australia, in New Zealand specifically, people are just jumping straight to full suite, um, and we're seeing a lot, lot more of that. Well, because a lot of them are already more mature. And right. It's like, wait a minute, I can have one center of truth. Yes. One record that just yeah. carries across talent and all this other stuff. Well, and they've tried the fragmenting approach. They've tried to integrate stuff. They understand how difficult that can be. Right. And so they're saying, well, I don't want to pay. I'm just going to go to the answer. <laughs> um, so 
for smaller businesses, that's easier to consume than an enterprise scale, but, um, but it certainly helps. So when I was asking the other question about kind of the maturity, I was, I was thinking about the knockout questions yep. of, of like, when do you know it's, it's, this is a good fit. Like we're not, maybe they're not ready for us. Maybe we're not ready for them, but yep. you can just tell, like, they, I can't, I can force this. I can force this deal through, but, but it's not going to be good. It's, it's not a good idea to do that right. because someone loses at the end of the day. You can sign a contract, but it won't renew right. or you end up with unhappy customers. Right. See, Steve talks a lot about this, this frame of quantifiable value. And, and, and so we've got value advisors up front who can uh, do work to really get deep, deep dive in the business case, right. make sure that we can level set on what they're going to get out of it. Right. Uh, and when that's solid, you know, you're on solid ground really. Right, right, right. So, so we try and do a lot of those. It's, I can see that. I can, I can see, first of all, in each country and probably even regionality that happens within countries, yep. right? So like India, huge country, yes. but like, you know, two different cities, just pick two different cities in India, completely different. Compl- to- totally different. It's like yeah. Brazil in, in some ways. You, you go 20 miles in Brazil and it's a different yep. place. Yeah, and you have the global dichotomy of the region as well, right? So, right. so we're selling very much into the domestic market right? Uh, in each market. And that could be multi-geo within that. So we might sell in Singapore to a customer that has uh, entities all over Asia Pac. Right. Uh, and, and that's and that's a very valid go-to-market. And then you also have a global inbound. So uh, the other thing that the region brings to Dayforce is the fact that we can offer a global coverage. Uh, right. And so for many US companies, Canadian companies, uh, European companies, uh, they've got people everywhere. For sure. And so we could deploy that on one platform. Thanks to COVID. Uh, yes. or, or, but they yes. did, to some degree, they, they had before. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. But the challenge post-COVID is that people want to move all the time. Everywhere. That's right. That's, that's another challenge we can solve for. So um, there's different problems for different people, but it's just about unpicking it, which is what I think you're, right. you're alluding to. What's, what's some of the challenges that, that, uh, that there's unique to, to the region? Yeah. That, like when you're, looking at, when you're looking at your peers in London or in New York or whatever, you're like, yeah, yeah I don't have that problem. I have this other problem over here. Uh, the opportunity, I should say. The, the scale of the geography, right? Yeah. Like I said, Asia Pacific. You say it quick, <laughs> and it sounds <laughs> it sounds easy, you know. Yeah. We're going to sell more Asia Pacific. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where? Yeah, yeah. How? It's a four-hour flight from Auckland to Sydney. So you, yeah. yeah. So you've got the tyranny of distance, and then you've got language, and yeah. you need to be able to manage through all of that. So, so that is very different to, you know, geographic scale. You've got North America, which is similar, but um, right. But you could do business in a very similar way, right? Maybe different state laws, but you know, yeah, I could talk to somebody on the same terms, hundred percent, and that's very different. There's eleven different Americas, however. Yes, we all speak English, that, so that's a good baseline. <laughs> <laughs> so you got it. You got that in common. Uh, I wanted to ask you because you're, you're Scottish. Yes, does that help you? I mean, in in this sense. Uh, understanding kind of Europe, continental Europe, UK, you know, and kind of understanding the dynamics there. Yeah. And seeing how different it is. I think, I think people in the region who have come from somewhere else certainly have more of a global view. Yeah. Now, that said, you know, if I take Australia, for example, everyone's from somewhere in Australia. And they have ties to somewhere. Right. And so, that, so that place is already pretty well informed from a global perspective. Um, 
when you go to parts of Asia, though, it's very nuanced per market. You know, right. you, you can't compare Japan to anything else, for example. Hundred um, percent. You can't compare. You know, in some ways, you can't compare India to anything else. So, uh, you have to approach those markets very, you know, individually and, and nuanced. I, I can see that. I, I mean, I can see you know being European, being Scottish in particular. I can see that just the background and understanding history and understanding kind of the complexity yeah. of Europe. And it's like, you know, people think of France and they think, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, France is easy. It's like, uh, no, it isn't. It's true. I used to, lo- I used to run a, a region of the world called the Benelux uh, yeah, yeah. for a previous yeah, yeah. business. And you know, half the time people didn't know what that meant, but, yeah. but when you Not s- easy. say it together as well, it's like one market. Yeah, yeah. Same with Emilia. Now that is closer together. Though. Yeah, it is. But again, Germany is very different from the Netherlands. <laughs> you know, Luxembourg, you can question that one. But <laughs> well, and the, the irony is because there's, so there's so much history there. That's right. Is you can't say, well, this is really working in, in Belgium yeah. or this is really working in the Netherlands yeah. to, to somebody that's in Germany because they don't care. No. <laughs> no, they really don't. Yeah. I'm German. <laughs> I'm German. Exactly. <laughs> is it working in Munich? Yes. Okay. If it's not working in Berlin, I yeah. don't care. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure Wendy talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> does does this uh do you do you see that also with what the some of the countries that you're interacting with? Like they want to they want to know about it working there. It has to work there. Yeah. And and you know, the localization issues uh bring that to the forefront when you're when you're selling right so our teams are grappling with that every day delivery teams and and customer success teams and sales teams and um but you know that's the beauty our model is very unique and you know the scale that i I shared with you in terms of the number of people we've got in the region that's because you need to be local so so, you have to so our model to go into markets is to be take the best of global but to invest locally uh, and if you do that in harmony, then your streets ahead. So I used to work for some other yeah, yeah. software firms that, yeah, yeah. Are, that are North American HQ'd, and, and their market's a bit, their model's different. Yeah, yeah. They'll build everything somewhere else, right. and then they land go-to-market teams in each, each market, right. and, uh, and they make the product fit. Try, right. try to. Try to. Well, the, the problem with that that I've found is it's a very Americanized view of the world. It's yeah. like, okay, it works here in New York. Yes. Fantastic. Now, we're going to go to Singapore, let's just say, and we're going to roll out exactly how it worked in yep. New York. Yep. And we we do this. I mean, as American, I can say this about us. We make this mistake every day. We go to London. Yep. And we go to we go to Sydney. We roll out exactly what worked, the, yep. the game plan, yes. you know, the roadmap. We roll it out yep. to those two places because they're English speaking. Yes. That's going to be easy. And we fail. Yeah. Normally. Because it's a different playbook you need. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So... I think the, the thing I have to ask you about 24, what do you see as kind of your biggest opportunity and growth and, and thing that you want to do? And kind of you look back yeah. at the in December of 24 and yeah. you're like, what was success? Uh, we just need to double down on our core markets and, and go for it, to your point. Yeah. The growth is explosive everywhere, but you can't, you can't do everything at once. Right. So, so we're doubling down on Australia and New Zealand. Uh, we're doing the same in Japan. The same in the ASEAN countries centered around Singapore. Right. And, and we'll do the same in India. And if we do that well, we'll have done a job. Oh, 100%. And then again, that, that adds to the substance, which makes it easier to do contiguous countries after that. We can add the rest later. Right. But, I mean, uh, your India strategy is going to be a, you know, it's a five-year strategy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a long road. It's a long road. But, uh, it's a long road. 
but we're boots on the ground with over a thousand people and, and that helps. So, um, so we're off to, off to the races. I think. Awesome. Favorite, last question, favorite part of insights for you this week? Uh, the whole lot, to be honest, like the, the, the rebrand is a big moment for us. Um, and that's not something that happens at every insights, I guess. With a publicly <laughs> traded company. Yeah. No. So, so that's been a long time coming. In fact, you know, I've, I've been at Ceridian slash Dayforce for almost two years now. And yeah. in the interview process, we were talking about this, uh, confidentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, so, so it's been coming, but it's, it's super complex to do that. hundred percent. Uh, so, I think the market sees you more as a technology company now. Yes. Or will. Yes. You know, just just the name, just moving from Ceridian to Dayforce, yeah. people are going to just, I think in HR Tech next year, people are going to be like, where the hell do these guys come from? Yeah, exactly. You're going to come from nowhere, you we'll know, get, the overnight success. We'll get brackets on the magic quadrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, you just got to write a check. That's all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> people ask me all the time because I'm an analyst people ask me all the time I was like how do you work with analysts write a check yeah. <laughs> that's how you I'm work sure, with analysts I'm sure they would dispute that oh yes. yeah 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 good luck with that I, I, was, exactly. <laughs> I'll let you do that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough fair yeah. enough thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure thank my, you. it has been my favorite interview so thank you so much cheers Thanks, and thanks for everyone listening until next time